So, Hunter, are you ready to tell your testimony? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, everybody? And welcome (laughs) to another episode of the God Sisters Podcast, a.k.a. the GSP. So if you have not heard it already, um, I want you to stop this podcast and go back and listen to Ari's testimony last week because we spent the bottle and decided it was her turn to tell her testimony. (laughs) So it's only right, I guess, that I keep up my end of the bargain. And tell my testimony this week. I ain't ready though. So, you know, we just gonna sit here until I get ready. Mm. Until Ari asks me a question that prompts me to say something. Because <laughs> it's a little nerve wracking. You know, it's emotional. You know, when you make a decision to come to Christ, everyone makes, everyone knows when that decision was. And you understand that everything before him was just a hot mess and he made you whole and clean and righteous. Okay. Yeah. So, um, just when you think about like that moment where you come to Christ, it's very emotional because I know how I look before Christ mm-hmm. and I don't want to go back mm-hmm. to that. So, amen, praise Lord. Um, <laughs> Ari, help me start this off because I am getting emotional already and we haven't even started testimony. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a crybaby, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bell Hunter, mm-hmm. who were you before 2014? Before 2014. 2014 was actually the year I got saved, y'all. So August 31st, 2014 was when I got saved. So I I grew up, um, you know, a little small town called Dalton, and I have tons of siblings, but I grew up with two of them. I have an older sister and a younger brother. And me and my older sister, we never really had the best of relationships. I still love her. Um, you know, we had moments in our lives when we did have good times in our relationship. But, um, which is why it's so interesting, you know, that we're doing God Sisters because, you know, that's not a strong suit of mine, but I love women. I'm called to women. I'm called to minister to women and to do life with them. So, um, don't not marry them though, but I am called to them. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. <laughs> I think we know that. Right. Okay. Praise Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. In all seriousness, um, before 2014, I was really, really lost about who I was and my identity in Christ. I grew up in the church, but I wasn't saved, if that makes sense. I didn't accept Jesus Christ as the Lord over my life. I didn't accept him as savior. I knew about him. I knew who he was and understood that, you know, they said he was God. And I was like, yeah, yeah, go with the motions. You know how we just go to church. But he was not my Lord. He was not Lord over my life, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, until I made that decision August 31st, 2014. I do believe that God tried to reveal himself to me in many ways before college. Like in high school, I did kind of like, you know, I prayed and stuff and I was just like, yeah, God, like, I know you hear me. And, you know, I had like some type of small coming to him in some type of way, but I did not accept him as Lord over my life. So one night I had a dream where I was in a classroom with my classmates and all of a sudden, like the bell rang and the over the intercom, a lady came on and said, he's back. And out of all of the door, like there were two doors to the classroom and everyone's 
like spiraled out of them like they were speeding out and they were just like running real fast like oh my god oh my god like everyone was like in chaos and as I tried to run out the door, I froze in midair and through the right door of the classroom into Jesus. And so Jesus literally was in my dream when I was like 17 years old. And he walks up to me face to face and literally we're staring at each other face to face. And to this day, I can never describe what he looked like. It was like his face was just really bright. And he said to me, be not afraid. I have something to tell you. And literally he touched my left arm. I do believe it's my left arm. And I was like fighting to get away from him. So I was like struggling, like, ah, you know, and, and I woke up, like I literally had to shake myself like really hard to wake up. And when I woke up, you know how, like when you sleep on your arm, your arm is really numb. It wasn't like that. Cause I was sleeping on my other side, but my left side, the hand that he touched me, it felt like jello, like literally, I couldn't feel my arm and you know it's usually like a couple of minutes and they'll come back it was like for 30 minutes like I couldn't feel my arm like legit it was like the arm he touched it was like I could not feel my arm and I was like okay that was weird and I never forgot that ever Mm. I lost my virginity after that which is weird because it's like you would think that when you have a coming to Jesus encounter in your dreams like you become saved and everything is is great but absolutely not everything kind of turned around for the worse and I was taken advantage of by this person as well and I don't want to get too deep into that (laughs) but I was taken advantage of by this person and then entering into college I was still broken and hurt from that moment and I kind of replaced all of the stuff and the hurt that I went through by filling it with more men and like filling it with more uh, people and things in my life and one other outlet that I had was track and feel because I ran track first coming into college. And so when I decided, like, okay, yeah, this is just not the path that I'm going to go down, I continued to replace that feeling with men. And so because I identified myself as a Yama athlete and this is what I do, like, when I, when I wasn't that anymore, I was okay. I need to become something. I need to become someone. And I became an athlete's girlfriend (laughs) instead. And that was horrible because (laughs) I really placed my whole identity like in this person. And to the point where I lost my friends, like friends I had been friends with for like, at the time was like seven years, five years. They couldn't even recognize who I was. Mm. I was so up under this person and I just was lost. Like I lost my friends, like the people who I thought, like even around me, I was like, you know, they'll never, they'll always be my side by my side. They'll always understand. They walked away from me and they just, it was just so painful, I guess, for them to see me that way because I was having anxiety attacks. I tried to kill myself. I tried to overdose on NyQuil. Um, I drank very large bottles because I thought like, okay, well, maybe if I drink too much like maybe I just won't wake up and I'll go peacefully in my sleep because that's what mm-hmm. I was thinking and literally I woke up to my boyfriend at the time he was like shaking me because he was cheating on me he was doing all this crazy stuff like and I was just completely lost by like what did I do you know to deserve this like all I wanted to do was love you and stuff like that but I also um, completely lost who I was like, I couldn't recognize if I looked at myself back then I wouldn't even recognize who that who that girl was 
And um, that was just really hard to go through, like especially suffer through anxiety. I would cry every single night. Um, it was just so much stuff that I went through. A lot of people called me stupid. They called me really, really mean names. Um, they talked about me behind my back, like even my family, like they like not all of them, but um, a couple of them were just like, I just don't understand like why you're with him. But I really like in actuality, I really needed counseling. You know, I really needed someone to talk to. I really needed um, someone to go through it with me. And I felt like no one would understand. I felt like people were kind of like talking at me and not really listening to me like I had one person my cousin actually who I would confide in about it and she was a God-fearing woman and so she would give me you know her godly advice and tell me about you know the things I should do and shouldn't do and I really appreciated that because she always listened regardless of you know what I was going through you know of course you know get tired of she she probably was getting tired like okay like I wish she would you know let this person go because you know she would keep it real with me but um, I felt alone, but I felt like I was the only person going through this and no one understood what I was going through at all. So this one particular night, I, this was one of the turning points for me. And this was like at the beginning of 2014. So I was in this relationship for almost two years. And, um, this was like March, 2014. I, um, I had a really bad anxiety attack. Like I felt like I was going to lose. And this was shortly after I tried to kill myself. Um, I was, I was in a really dark place and I just couldn't control my breathing. Like I thought, so I have asthma and I thought that, you know, I was having an asthma attack, but it was really anxiety from what the paramedics said. But literally I was so worked up that I lost almost all of the oxygen in my body. Like my boyfriend was there and he had to call the paramedics. So the emergency, the ambulance came and they gave me an oxygen mask. And cause I was like literally starting to stop breathing. Like I have really faint breath and stuff and so oh Jesus um, that happened and then the very next day I went to the bookstore I walked to the bookstore and I bought this black journal and on the inside of it I don't even know if I wrote that much more after this but on the inside of this black journal I wrote um I told God about what happened, even though, you know, he saw it, but I was just like, Lord, I want you to take my heart back. Like basically saying like, I want to know you, like I want to be saved. I want, I want something like other than this, because I felt so defeated, you know, like I felt like this isn't it. Like something needs to happen. And even though I didn't have a relationship with God, I was like, he's the only one who could rescue me at this point from myself, because I felt like I was dangerous to myself at this point where I'm trying to kill myself when I'm having anxiety attacks. I'm like, I am going to die. Like I felt like I had no purpose in living. I felt like there was nothing that was going to be fruitful out of my life. I had already decided to make that up in my mind. So I felt like my cry for help was me buying this black journal. And that was the only thing that I had left. So I did that. And asking asking him to take my heart back like me and my boyfriend like we would go and this is the funny thing like we would go and we would um obviously we're having sex right but we would go and try to find churches together and all this stuff mm. <laughs> and this particular church that I was looking for actually when we were doing church like looking for churches I couldn't find it so and a couple of weeks later so after I wrote this letter to God and I still have the book somewhere and um he was going to transfer so 
something had happened with his um, team. And so he ended up having to leave. And at the time, I was really broken up about it. Even through all of this, all the stuff in our relationship, I was so broken up about it because I was just like, my purpose for living is leaving. Like, that's literally how I was thinking. I was like, you know, I had my life planned out with this person. We're supposed to get married and we're supposed to do this and that. And, and I was so wrapped up in his purpose that I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do with my life now? Like I'm in college, but you know, this is my man and I want to be with him for the rest of my life. And that really hurt me. So we went through some stuff. We were still together, but it was just like, kind of like fading away, you know, over the summer. So school year ended, things were fading away. And he ended up going to college, well, ended up transferring or going to his new school, August 1st, 2014. But what I did know was that I was with child. So I was actually pregnant and I did not know it. Yeah, so August 2nd, 2014, I had a miscarriage. And that's something a lot of people do not know about me that I actually was pregnant before. Yes. So, oh, I'm trying not to cry. Okay, so August 2nd, 2014, I had a miscarriage and I didn't know I was pregnant. It was a disaster day, just like the way that I, like me finding that out and having that level of pain on the same day. And he left the day before, but him going away to school. And I don't know if it was just like too much stress. I don't know. But the same day I found out I was pregnant was the same day I was miscarrying, which was scary. And I was all of like 128 pounds at the time. Like I was very tiny. I worked out all the time because I was like trying to alleviate stress and stuff like that. And so, and, and within our relationship, it was kind of like a requirement at the time, like just the, you know, it, cause it was like a really toxic situation. So I get back to school and a couple of weeks later, a lot of crazy stuff actually was happening. Like I said, I didn't have the best of relationship with my sister. Me and her got into a huge fight that almost ended our relationship forever. I came back to school and I decided, you know, something needs to change. Like this year needs to be different. Like I felt like I was kind of starting over and I, it was a scary situation because I didn't know who I was so much that when I got back and he wasn't there, I felt lost. Like I lost all my friends and he wasn't there and he was the one I was with all the time. I'm like, what am I to do? Like, what am I going to do? And randomly, um, my aunt called me and said, Hey, do you want to go to church down there? And I said, yeah, I want to go to church. You know, I'm looking for this church and I can't really find it. I was looking for it last year. She was like, I actually have the number to the first lady. Like I know, like she, I just talked to her yesterday and, you know, randomly we're talking and she was telling me what a church was. And it was just random because I never talked to my aunt about it at all. And so she gave me her number and she said, you know, when you're ready, you know, just call her and she'll give you a ride. And I called a week later because I wasn't sure whether or not I wanted to make that decision. Prior to me coming back that whole summer, I was so confused about what I wanted to believe because I started trying to branch out on other religions and stuff. So that whole summer, I spent time researching what Christianity was because I was like, you know, I grew up in church, but I wasn't 100% sure what I was believing, why I believed it, or like if that's even something I wanted to do. I had kind of made up my mind, like, yeah, I'm going to be a Hebrew Israelite. Like, I was like, okay. 
okay, Jesus, he wasn't, he wasn't white with blue eyes and blonde hair. Like, let me go and find out who the true Israelites are. Like, that's the path <laughs> I was, I was like, oh my, Black Panther oh, stuff, right? Gosh. And so I was like, let me find, you know, what religion I want to go to. But when she gave me the number, I was like, you know what? I'll just give it a try. And so um, I called a week later after she gave me the number and she was like, oh, no problem. I'll come pick you up tomorrow. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, so I'm expecting to see her. Actually, the day I get ready to go to church, I was I was really excited. I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be new. I was very nervous because... I just, you know, I had been looking for this church. So I was hoping that it was the church that God was calling me to at the time. I didn't know it was like, God, I want you to call me to a specific church, but I was hoping that it was the right fit for me. And I was really nervous because all of the other ones I went to were not. And it kind of deterred me from wanting to go to church. And so I got picked up by this young lady. And so it wasn't my first lady who picked me up, but it was this young lady who was also in college named Ashley and she picked me up and literally when I got in the car I felt such a peace like I had never felt before and she was so warm and she was so nice and she brought me to church and that day, like I was taking notes in church. Like I was, and to this day, I take notes to this day, like in church, every sermon, like anywhere I go, I would take notes, but I was taking notes and it's not usual for me to take notes. So that was like the beginning of me taking notes in church. Cause I had never really done it before. Cause I never really paid attention that much in church. And so I was taking notes, um, in church and like the, what he was saying, it was just so profound. And I felt like it was like, he was talking to me and like, he was inviting me into the family. He was inviting me to be a part of the body of Christ, not just his church, but like talking directly to my situation about me being confused and, and me, um, trying to better understand like who God was. And I think we were actually talking about Ephesians, if I'm not mistaken. And and Ephesians Mm -hmm. really talks about like Gentiles and Jews, how they are bridged through the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. how God um, closed the gap and tore the veil between the two of them. And now they are both saved. Like they have the opportunity to come to him. And so the, I do believe the message is on Ephesians. And so at the end of the service, you know, he gave the um, invitation to salvation and I invited Jesus Christ into my life. And then he, uh, you know, did the altar walk and stuff like that. So I did that. And um, from that day, I made a decision. I was really confident. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to follow Christ from this day forward. It was no doubt in my mind. It was like as if everything else that I had learned about any other religion, anything that I had ever gone through that day, it didn't matter because Christ was now. Now my Lord, like I have said, Lord, I'm following you my entire life. And from that day, I never looked back. That was August 31st, 2014. And, you know, even after that, um, as I was walking with Christ, I was still in this relationship with him. And that was something that I just wasn't willing to let go at first because I was like, you know, like he was really supportive. Oh, great. You went to church. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, things could seem comfortable. Things could seem still good, like they're still good for you. Because I'm like, okay, I'm making a life change here. And it seems like he's on board, but me and him were sexually active. So realistically, whenever I saw him again, that probably wasn't going to, you know, it's probably going to still be the same. And I knew that me having sex before marriage wasn't a thing that I should be indulging in. And so like we got into it a lot, like about a lot of different things all of a sudden. It was just like, 
more than usual. Like, of course, you have your normal couple, you know, arguments, but it was like heated conversations, like yelling and screaming and stuff. And to the point where I just decided one day, like, yeah, this is it. Like, I don't need this. Like, Ashley had been discipling me. She had been talking to me about Christ and telling me about um like how it how it is to be a woman in Christ. And within her doing those things, I also saw him on my own. So I also like listened to sermons and stuff. She gave me a book called Pink Lips um, by Heather Lindsay. I don't know if that's the full title, but it was a Heather Lindsay book. And I read that and, you know, we would just see each other all the time and we would um, talk and we would go places. She took me to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. I started going to the college group before they weren't having like Bible studies at the time. Sounds familiar. Yeah, (laughs) we were going to college ministry events and stuff. So I really got involved in community. So when I decided like, okay, I'm going to let this relationship go. I was like, okay, I have people around me who have my back and stuff. So when we broke up, I actually, so he was the kind of person that like, he was like, he will wine and dine you and, you know, make you feel loved and stuff like that. And I felt like for every single thing, you know, that he did wrong, he bought me something. So it was always like, anytime something happened, like I got gifts. Right. And I had so much stuff. So when I broke up with this guy, I had three garbage bags and a television set worth of stuff. And my mm-hmm. pastor told me like, okay, I need you. Cause I, I confided in him about what happened and, you know, all the stuff that I had been through well, most of it, at least it actually was with me through that entire process. Ashley was with me through that entire process. And so he told me to get all the stuff that he ever given me because we need to like basically break soul ties and bring it to the altar. And he would pray with me and, and just walk through that situation with me. So I had three big garbage bags and I had a TV and it was some really nice stuff in there. You know, like Michael Kors watches, Ugg boots and like, it was like, some nice stuff that I was like, this is my stuff, you know what I'm saying? So um, I brought it to him and I brought, it was like one day after Bible study on Wednesday, I just brought it to the altar. Like no one was there but me, him and Ashley. And he was just like praying over me. And he was like, literally say out of your mouth, you're the soul tie is broken. Um, this relationship is over. And when I said out of my mouth, it became real. And I would just bawl like a baby because I was so scared, you know, of what would happen mm-hmm. next. Because, you know, even though you come to Christ, you say, Lord, you are Lord over my life. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're completely transformed all at that moment. So, you know, when I got saved, like it was, it's things that, he, you know, he began to reveal inside me that I need to let go of in order to be more like him. And that was one of the things that had to go. And me knowing that because he was my identity, my boyfriend was who I was. Like I was his girl. Like that is who I was. Like, and that's all I knew about myself. So me now being introduced to Christ, who is the ultimate identity, who is the person who created me and knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. It was different having to let go of the things that I accumulated on the way to getting to him. And so when he asked me to let go of those things, I was scared. So I just broke down crying. Mm-hmm. And when I tell y'all, like I received all of that stuff 10 times over mm-hmm. back, you know, that I had ever lost, um, 
not from the guy, you know, but from God, like the things that I had, even like I, he brought me back, of course, watches one sweet thing that Ashley did was she went through a, sa- a similar situation with her ex-boyfriend. Mm. And he also bought her Michael Kors watches. I don't know what it is, but Michael Kors <laughs> watches and these guys, okay, but obviously they like them. So okay. <laughs> she get, had given me her old Michael Kors watch Aww. that her ex-boyfriend had given to her that she gave away to break soul ties and like kind of get rid of stuff that she was attached to with him. And so she gave that to me and it meant so much because I was just like, oh my God, like this was something you loved and you're giving it to me. So she was my hunter. Like she was my god sister. And at the time, you know, it wasn't like God's, it was no name or no organization or anything attached to anything like that. God didn't speak a word. Like it was nothing like official, but he was showing me how it looked for a woman to love you. You know, like Christ loves you and to help you and raise you and train you up. Because like I said, like me and my older sister didn't necessarily have that relationship or that example for me to follow. So it was a little hard for me to, um, truly identify when a woman who's not your mom, because I know my mama loved me, you know, that, who's like around your age or someone who's trying to lead you or Christ, how that looks, because I didn't necessarily have that, you know? And so it was different. It was new. And I'm just grateful, you know, like that God decided to reveal himself to me, to answer my prayers, to call me by name out of darkness, Mm. to be able to accept me as his daughter as I accepted him as my Lord and savior. And then not shun me because of what I had been through and, and what I, um, walk through but um it it was a tough road you know it was hard and I fought to get here and so fast forward like even getting into the part where I met Ari like we went through the whole year and I grew in Christ I was so hungry for him I was so hungry for God and I would replace the time you know I think I've said this previously in another podcast I believe when we were talking about laying it down for God um how we replace the time that I would spend with my boyfriend with with God like at night I would read my word I would look at Heather Lindsay videos hey girl and I would take notes and I would study and I would learn more about him and read books that talk about him and just going to church all the time and just trying to be around fellowship and and community and people who also love God. So that's what kept me thriving. And throughout that year, um, <coughs> Ashley ended up graduating and she left and she moved on to another, you know, phase of life. But that whole summer I was praying the summer of 2015 I was actually praying for God to send me someone to disciple. And it wasn't because I thought that like I had reached a peak or a point where, you know, I'm so good and I'm in a place where, you know, I can pour out to the (laughs) world because I felt like I knew almost nothing. Mm -hmm. I was teaching and that's a God thing because I think like six months after I got saved, I was thrown into the college ministry to give like, you know, do some Bible study lessons and Mm -hmm. stuff. I also like when I went back home, so I didn't just let it stop at college because that's where I got saved. But when I would go back home to Chicago, I would get involved in a small Bible study group. So every Tuesday when I go home, I would be so excited. Like if we were like doing a break, we would meet up at a Starbucks and we just have community and read the word of God. And so I loved reading the word, but <laughs> that summer, um, after I got saved, I was praying for someone to disciple and to pour into, mm-hmm. and I was asking for two women. Now, um, I didn't know uh, Ari would be the person that I was praying for. 
And I would look at her Snapchat every day and I would pray for her and I would just ask God to save her. I didn't know that I would be a part of that process, but I just genuinely wanted to see her grow and and to be a part of the body of Christ because I had just been grafted in. I wanted her to know the love of the body of Christ, but I'm not going to get too much into her testimony because if you have not heard it yet, I need you to go back, listen to her testimony because she's going to get into all of those details. So I was just really excited. And fast forward to today, like God did send me another God sister. He did send me someone else that I can pour into and disciple. So he did answer my prayers, by the way, if anyone ever wanted to update, because I know often I say like, I pray for us two people and he sent me Ari. He also sent me another young lady. So we are also still walking through life together and I love her dearly. And I'm so grateful, you know, that God has answered my prayers in those areas that he sends me more people. But yeah, so that's pretty much my testimony. And I got through it without crying. Praise the Lord. There was a lot in that. And I know this is a pretty heavy topic and this was probably way more that you all anticipated on listening to and hearing, but that is my story. And of course we go through stuff after Christ. I still go through things. There's a lot more that we will share in the future because baby, let me tell you how I be getting drugged sometimes, you know what I'm saying? In my tests and my trials, but God always brings me out. Okay. And I want you to always remember that we are not perfect. Once we come to Christ, we also go through things. We continue to stumble, but God, God will always pick you up. You can do all things through him. And I want someone to be encouraged today. Um, and if there's something similar that you have gone through, um, feel free to DM us as mm-hmm. well. Um, are you been really silent? I want to hear your thoughts on my testimony. Like, gosh, this is awkward. <laughs> well, um, as you guys might know, I've already heard this story before. So yeah. it's like when I hear it again, I just be super quiet because I'm like dang it's so crazy to hear it again and just see you now you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's so so crazy especially knowing like the depression the anxiety and things like that I definitely see how Satan tries to use those same things against you yeah um and I always bind that and rebuke Uh it because we're not having those problems and (laughs) not my sister okay and Jesus okay so but yeah so just seeing that like it's such a good thing to see God transform people and really make them new mm-hmm. you know and um it's crazy because it's like I can't believe that was you like that was yeah really you I'm a new person now. going through that and it's just weird like if the old hunter walked in the door like she would be completely different yeah I'd be like come on we need to pray for her she's going through some Seriously, stuff yeah in the name of let me just lay my hands on your forehead sis. okay but um yeah it's just really crazy yeah and we've talked about this so many times like I've heard her testimony so many times and it's still so many things that um, we unravel like we yeah. things that she's never told me you know that she'll just randomly tell me one day things I've never mentioned to her you know we continue to dive deeper into our stories but I have heard that story before and I'm just so excited to see what God is doing in our lives I'm so excited to be doing this with you to know yeah. what you've gone through and what I've gone through and I'm excited to see God use those testimonies to bring us in front of other women that need to hear that because because 
as I said, the saints are going to overcome by the blood of the lamb and their testimony. So, and for other people as well, when we go through things like our testimonies are not our own mm-hmm. and some people feel like, you know, uh, I'm not sharing that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm never telling anybody that, but it's like that story never happened for you. Yeah. Only for you. It happened to groom you, to grow you, to prune you, to mold you. But it also happened so that Christ may be able to um, edify someone else. And so, yes, I'm excited because that testimony is going to impact a lot of lives. It's going to change a lot of women. And I can just see Hunter now just hugging women at the altar, just praying for them and crying with them. Like, baby, it's going to be okay. Like, I promise you, I've been through it. Like, I know you feeling heavy right now, you know, and I could just see her laying hands on them and they laid out you know but I I literally can see that now and I know that it's gonna happen so glory to God that he's able to redeem restore make all things new and continue to allow us to progress in the in um going forward Amen. Love you. <laughs> Amen. Okay, y'all. That's all y'all get today. I'm too. It's too much. Um, we love y'all and know that we love you. Um, God is. We're being obedient, you know, and talking about these things because you know we want you all to understand that we've come from somewhere and we never mm-hmm. want to forget where we've yes. come from either. Like I would never be so safe mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, you know, I've always had it together. I've always done this. Like praying is what mm-hmm. I do. Praise is what I do. No, Praise is what I okay, do. Okay. There's just been times where I've just been like, eh, God, like really? Like I'm just drained. I'm tired. And it was a point where I didn't even know how to praise him. I didn't praise him in spirit or truth because I didn't know the spirit. I didn't know what truth was. I didn't understand what that meant. So I'm grateful to know God. I'm grateful. I, I counted a privilege, you know, to be able to know God because mm-hmm. it was a time when I didn't, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know Jesus was Lord. I didn't know that he reigned forever. I didn't know any of truth that I needed to know. So I'm happy. I'm yes. willing and ready to be used by him. Yes. And I don't apologize for that. I don't yes. apologize for anybody in my testimony. I don't apologize for being who I am. I am a little black girl from Dalton who has a bigger God mm-hmm. <laughs> who didn't know who she was and found Christ in college at the age of 20 years old, August mm-hmm. 31st, 2014. And from that day, I never turned back. I knew that Jesus was Lord and I needed to give my life to him and I never took it back mm-hmm. because that is just not the way. Mm-hmm. So, And it's funny because Hunter and I, um, we just thought about it like a month or so ago maybe a few weeks I'm not sure but we had just remember we just thought about how we both got saved at 20 yeah we both got saved at 20 and she was a huge part of my testimony and it's just crazy like we're, we both got saved at 20 and now we're doing ministry together. And so yeah. um, it's crazy because I feel like I've seen the number 20 in the Bible so many times and I've definitely seen the number 40 so many times. Mm-hmm. And so 20 plus 20 is obviously 40. And I'm just so excited for the year 2020 because I know that God yeah. is about to do some astronomical stuff through God, sisters. Stay tuned, y'all. Seriously, because God works in numbers. He is a mathematic magician genius. Magician, maybe not um, magician, but <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. What is the word? 
Mathematician. Mathematician. Mm-hmm. There we go. Not magician, y'all. God don't do magic. Right. <laughs> he is not Charlie Wilson. He's a master, not a I magician. Can do magic. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, 2020 is an exciting year. Keep us in prayer. Keep us uplifted because we are always in need of prayer. Um, there are people that don't want to see us do good. There are people that's always hating. People always have negative things to say. People always want to remind us of who we used to be and what we used to do and how we're still like this and like that. But you know what? God is good. God is great. And I'm going to continue to press in the Lord. And so is Hunter. And that's it. And that's it. And that's it. And so we're going to pray for whoever feels compelled to um, basically just surrender to God in this moment and give their lives to Christ um, and who's ready to walk in a newness of life. Amen. Lord, Father, God, we just thank you so, so, so much, Lord, for being strategic, for being almighty, God, for knowing all things and allowing all things to work together for our good, Lord. We thank you for our stories, for our testimonies, God, though it was hard during the times, God, we thank you for bringing us out so that all things may um, come together, Lord God, and that it may be used for a perfect purpose. So we thank you, Jesus. We ask that this testimony um, actually lit up someone's soul, Lord. We ask that it touch someone that is going to change someone. It's going to transform them, Lord. And I pray that someone relates to this. Glory, hallelujah, Lord. I thank you. Someone's going to relate to this and they're going to be able to say, you know, that God can also deliver me. God can also bring me through. God can also make all things new for me as well, just as they did for Hunter. So God, I thank you now that you are touching the hearts and the minds of the people that are listening to this podcast, that you are doing a new thing, God, in this season, that you are rising us up and you're rising up women across all nations, God, for your glory, Lord, and understanding that it's not about the story. It's about the glory that's coming out of the story. So we thank you, Lord, that you are covering women, Lord. You are protecting them, Lord, because we know that Satan always is going to attack the one that births the seed, Lord. So we just cover all women right now with the blood of Jesus. We ask God that you give them supernatural strength, oh God, to get through the tests, the trials, the day-to-day struggles, Lord. We just rebuke the hand of Satan off of their lives of anyone that's listening to this, oh God. We rebuke the spirit of depression. We rebuke the spirit of suicide, Lord God, and any spirit that tries to tell them that they're worthless and that they don't have a purpose, Lord. We thank you, God that all things are going to work together for their good. We thank you, God, that even their testimony is going to be heard by many women and that they will be able to help women, Lord God, and help even men, Lord Jesus, because we all need Jesus. We all need Jesus. So we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. And I just praise you for delivering my sister. I praise you for using her and allowing her to help me, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to continue to use her to help other women. So we bless your holy name, Lord. You Mm -hmm. are sovereign and there is no one like you, Lord. So we lift up your name. We exalt the name of Jesus. And we say that all of these things are done in your name, our King, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hashtag Jesus is King. Hashtag Jesus is Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So we love y'all. We hope to see y'all next week. Remember to follow us at Official God Sisters. DM us. Talk to us. If you need prayer, if you want to contact us directly, talk about the decision that you've made in your heart today. Um, Don't be afraid to reach out. Yes. And all also, if you have any questions that you would like us to feature in our podcast, please know that we are now doing Q&A. So go ahead and send us a DM. Make sure to put a note that this is for the Q&A on the podcast and we will be featuring them at the end of our podcast. Yay. Literally no limits.
anything you want to ask, go ahead. Right. And we'll do our best to answer as straightforward as possible. Yes. And we'll definitely pray before. Right. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, sisters, we'll see you next week. Bye.